and welcome everyone to the podcast, original podcast, Do Not Steal, the first and only news podcast. I am your host, Prince Devin. <laughs> um, and I'm Cody Johnston. I am not a news dude. I'm so sorry. Every episode of the Man. news, we break down the most current news in a... Fuck. Every fucking, like, the only way to watch this show is just to, like, already be familiar with all of the shows that you and I watch. <laughs> yeah. We cast a wide net of potential fans and listeners. By which we mean people who already like us enough to listen for some reason. So anyways, friends and family who are listening, you should know how Devin episodes of this show go by now. I talk for a very long time about the thing, and then Amber's like, huh, can you explain the setting so I can know how to make a character here? (laughs) And you go, yeah, and then you talk for a little while about other things before eventually giving me enough information to work with. And so today we're doing a seminal work of anime, and that is Trigun. Amber, do you know anything about Trigun at all? I literally have never heard the word until you sent it to me and told me we were doing a thing. And you were like, here's as much of it as you should watch. And then I didn't do that because I was going outside and having sex with women. You were wasting time having sex with women when you could be watching (laughs) anime? It's true. It's one of my many deep character flaws that I'm sure people will abandon the podcast about as soon as they hear about it. How dare you? You have betrayed everything we were in your dad's basement, shirtless and sweaty, (laughs) watching the Star Wars movies for three days. Excuse me, I will have you know that I am doing the full Lord of the Rings marathon, unwashed and disgusting, the day after tomorrow, which, incidentally... Day after tomorrow from time of recording is 9-11. Should we do it? Should we do a 9-11 special for this episode? Should we should we have something to say about Trigun that's 9-11-y? I mean, two towers are right there, right? Second second Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Do you wanna make a do you wanna make a 9-11 OC instead of doing Trigun? Uh let's just parachute all of our fans into doing a fucking 9-11 OC. <laughs> Lord. What's Trigun, Devin? Thank you for asking. Trigun is a seminal anime by, I can't remember the uh, creator of it, but here is my hottest take on Trigun, because when you analyze and look at these deep influential works, you can be like, oh, what what is and what isn't inspired by it, right? I've got a thing where, like, there's some Steven Universe, there's some people on that staff who clearly are fans of Berserk, but my super hot Trigun take is that you would not have MCU's take on Star-Lord without Bash the Stampede. Fucking fight me. I'm so ready to do it. I'm not going to fight you about that. I think that the thing that you just said is probably fine. Probably you're right. You seem like you know what you're talking about. I've never watched an anime before. Uh, Why do we keep doing anime-adjacent things then? She lied lyingly. But anyways, Trigun is a space western that tells the story of Bash the Stampede. And I know I'm me. And I focus on character more than anything else. But that's very important when you discuss Trigun because the strength of Trigun is the strength of Vash as a character. And that seems simple, but like the main character is the most important, right? But whenever people talk about Trigun, there are three things they usually bring up. One, the soundtrack, which is this wonderful, just concussive banging it it sounds like it's being made by the characters in the universe in real time while you're watching it it's really unique and jazzy and fun 
they talk about the final episode, which is one of the best fights in all of anime. I have a whole YouTube video about it. You should look it up. Anamile, Nash vs. Va- uh, Nash vs. Va- fuck! Vash vs. Knives. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on TikTok. This whole episode is just a plug for my other stuff where I've talked about this in depth. You know what's funny is that I, I actually did watch that video. I just didn't understand it because I have never watched anime before. That's fucking fair and then the last thing they'll talk about is vash the stampede so a a lot of this video is going to be talking about vash but before we get into that i will try to explain the setting and the tone things you need to know that i usually neglect so trigun takes place on the world of gunsmoke which is great name because it's a space western when you picture the visuals in your brain picture mad max but everyone doesn't have a cool car everyone has a cool gun so, like, the whole world... It's America. Everyone has a gun, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I hate it when my jokes don't land. I'm not funny. It's not America. It's gun smoke. Everyone has a gun. And if you're a character with a name, you don't just have a pistol. You have, like, this fantastic, dope gun. Like, we'll get to the gun-ho gang in a bit. There's Medieval the Horn Freak. Great name. And his gun is a saxophone that he plays and he can kind of like shoot these sonic waves out but then also it's a gun because it's super fun and dope like the only person who has just a gun is vash the stampede and that's because he's just that fucking good okay so this is a show with like this is like anime bullshit yeah yeah i think think anime bullshit when you think about the show can do you know guns that shoot other smaller guns uh never the closest you get to that is Millie, who's got this giant gun, and the joke is like, oh, it's a girl with giant gun, but she's got this giant gun that shoots, like, these axes that will trap you. That's the... Oh, wait, no, you do... Fuck. Okay. So, Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who's Vash's best friend and is the perfect pragmatic foil to Vash's blind optimism, has this giant cross, because he's a preacher, and his giant cross... The first times you see him, he like he'll throw it in the ground and it'll open up and there'll be a bunch of tiny guns in the cross and you're like, oh that's cool, he's got guns the gun cross. But then you find out that the cross itself is a giant gun, and so the long end of the cross is a machine gun and the short end of the cross is a rocket launcher and it's dope as fuck. That is cool. It's kinda stupid and I like that about it. Yeah. So Space Western, what is our what is our core what does our core cast look like in this in this show? You say your core past? Yeah. Um, okay, that uh, that leads into my favorite episode, which is episode 17, because the whole, it's only one season. It's one season of television. You can watch it real quick, real easy. It's seminal work. You should probably check it out. It's influenced a lot of things, and anyone who cares about anime points to Trigon and goes, hey, this is in fact really good. So in episode 17 is the backstory of Knives and Vash. And it's a perfect bottle episode. Like, if that episode unto itself was just an episode of The Twilight Zone, I think it's perfect. It's so good. And it tells you everything you need to know about Knives and Vash. And so their backstory about being... They're like plants. They're plant alien things. Okay. I love that. The connective tissue between Knives and Vash is they're both children with an unnuanced understanding of how the world works, but they went in opposite directions And the thing that highlights this the most is there's this scene where Vash is looking at a butterfly caught in a spider web and he's slowly approaching it, trying to figure out what to do. And Knives just immediately grabs the spider and he kills it. 
and Vash freaks out and Knives is going on this big thing. It's like, okay, if you if you kill the spider, the butterfly is just going to stay there and die. If you kill the butterfly, the spider is going to die. Your indecision will lead to both of them dying and then you don't go what you want. Do something, Vash. And Vash just goes, I could have saved them both. And that's that's the difference between these two people and they're going to carry that on forever. And now I, I did the thing. <laughs> I did the thing where you're like... Hey, can you explain this one thing? And I go on into something different. But anyways. No, that's okay. That's the show. Vash and Knives are on the ship with humans. And humans are looking for a new planet because something happened to fuck our old planet. Knives tries to kill them all because the childish conclusion he reaches is that people are bad. What if I killed all the people? Vash, because like Rem, who's who's his mother figure that he's in love with because, you know, Oedipus, whatever. Uh, she speaks in these, like, weird platitudes and strict morals. And so she's like, killing is the worst thing you can do. And so Vash, because he's a child, digests that to, like, if you kill someone, you're bad forever. Never kill. So Vash is a staunch pacifist. He doesn't fire his gun until the fifth episode. So you are watching him, like, outwit these people and be really good at his job and really skilled and talented. And those like, hints to who he is. And then in the backstory, you finally find out who he is and this is where he come from. And so Knives succeeds in killing everyone on the ship, and he tried to kill everyone else because they're a bunch of, like, humans in hibernation or whatever, but they all get released, and they fall on the planet of Gunsmoke. And so your prehistory is, we were looking for a new world, we found these two alien boys, one of the alien boys tried to kill everyone, but he failed, and we fell on planet Gunsmoke, and we've been setting up little pocket cities and civilizations ever since. Okay, so we're largely following, like, a group of, like, criminals? It's like a firefly No, deal? you're following Vash and Marilyn Millie Thompson, who work for an insurance agency, because Vash the Stampede... So the thing about Vash... God, I just keep doing it. <laughs> now that you've pointed it out, I can't unnotice it. No, do it. No, it, this is the show. You're fine. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just funny now. So Vash the Stampede, in the first episode, you get all of these disparate tales about, like, who Vash is. They're like, Vash is this womanizer with a green mohawk vash is the deadliest man i ever seen vash is a goofball because the entire series is about who is vash and very important in the first this is one of the more subtle things the show does because sometimes the show is subtle and sometimes it's not but in episode one vash says i don't detest anything more than suicide and then only gets brought up like two more times that'll be important for later so you follow vash the stampede and why is Vash called Vash the Stampede? Thank you for asking me, Amber. You're the best co-host I could ever ask for. Oh, thank you for saying. But Vash the Stampede is called Vash the Stampede because there's this event where Vash blew up this entire town. We don't know why. We don't know how. We just know that. And so Meryl and Millie are sent from an insurance agency to follow him around because collateral damage will be as such. Someone's got to pay for it. So now we have representatives from an insurance agency. Okay. And then we follow them as it's like a like a mystery story? For the first few episodes, it's just you're kind of exploring the world and characters and how things operate. And then everything changes when you meet motherfucking Legato Blue Summer, who is one of the best villains in all of anime history because he hates Vash. And it's not about killing Vash. It's about making Vash suffer because... Legato Blue Summer works for the Gunho Gangs, and the Gunho Gangs work for Knives. And Knives, who got shot by Vash, is very mad and wants to hurt his baby brother. And so once that happens, it becomes like every episode, Vash is fighting a member of the Gunho Gang, and you learn 
more about his relationship to Knives and his past and Legato Blue Summer. And spoilers, when we make a character, we are either A, going to make a member of the Gunho Guns, which I'm going to lean into that because they're cool, or we're going to make a side character that you meet for one episode where Vash learns a lesson. There's this alcoholic gunsmith that Vash teaches, like, yeah, you can still... Generally, it's about, like, you can still live your life, and life is sacred. Life is beautiful to some extent of that. There's a kid on this train episode who, like, hijacks the train because it was his father. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I also hear that, and my immediate instinct is to, like, go with the gun ho gang because that just sounds like the thing to do, right? T- tell me about them a little bit. Talk to me about them. Thank you. So when we make a member of the gun ho gang, we have to give them a sick-ass the title because... Imagine Flash rogues and that power set, but usually funneled through a gun, and you kind of get how the gun gang works. Like, there's Crane the Longshot, who has this sniper rifle that shoot, that's like six yards long. Medieval the Horn Freak, who's the saxophone player, whose saxophone is a gun. Dominic the Cyclops, who has this eye that can pause okay. time for six seconds. Zazzy the Beast, who's a little bit cooler in the manga, but we're specifically doing an anime character. Okay. I haven't read the manga sure. in a while. I'm not familiar with it. Levito the Double Fang. Maverick the Punisher. Lizato the Tri-Punisher of Death. Like, you're going to give a sick-ass name. And most of them don't get too much character because they're more power sets to fight but then you get legato blue summer who has the most to do and legato blue summer is one of the coolest villains in all of anime because he never yells he never raises his voice he's calm and collected and it juxtaposes vash the stampede and real quick i know i'm supposed to talk about the gung ho kungs but i want to talk about vash the stampede and specifically johnny young bosh because trigun is johnny young bosh's first time doing a voice actor gig he's like a really important voice actor like everyone kind of knows him his name holds water you've heard him because you've seen promare right i have yeah promare's great yeah he's lutia sort of i mean uh he's leo okay cool yeah because it's an older anime the delivery can be a little awkward a little stilted but with vash it's very clearly a creative choice like whenever vash is being like loud and stupid this world is made of love and peace Love and peace! And he's got this big, very clearly fake laugh. It's obvious that this is a performance Vash is doing in character. And then these moments where he's sad or angry or serious, the mask slips off and it's a more natural delivery. I just love John Ang Bosch's performance here. And so again, Legato Blue Summer juxtaposes Vash, who is this very loud, stupid person. Vash is kind of an idiot but it's not that he's dumb, it's that he's naive, right? He has a childish outlook on the world. Sure, because he's Leo. He's an anime protag. Yeah, he's an anime protag, he, but he gets to learn and grow. Um, but so Legato hates Vash, and he wants him to suffer. He doesn't want him to die, he wants him to suffer. And what's Convenient. Vash's golden rule? He, he doesn't kill people. And so Legato Blue Summer, after he loses all of the gun hook, Legato can like control people's minds and bodies and make them do whatever he wants, and it's really creepy. And so he puts Vash in a situation. The final fight is between those two is so calm. It's just Vash has a gun to Legato's head. And Legato has control of these villagers. And he's going to make them kill Meryl and Millie unless Vash shoots him. And it's, oh, it's, it's so quiet and calm and reserved. Because Legato is so down for the cause. 
that he's willing to get shot in the head so Vash the Stampede is a broken man. And Vash pulls the trigger. And again, because he has an unnuanced understanding of the world and he doesn't understand that, like, killing someone in this ridiculous life or death situation doesn't make you a bad person, but he thinks it does. And so the next episode, he is just broken and, like, screaming and suicidal and letting villagers beat the shit out of him. But because Meryl and Millie have spent all this time with him and know who Vash is as a person... They get she Meryl points to him. She's like, no, this he's a good man. He's a good person. He doesn't deserve this. And because Vash, through shared experience and friendship and meeting new people and having his worldview challenged, can grow and be a better person and understand that Rem was wrong. Killing isn't the worst thing you can do. It's a, it's a thing that can happen and you can still be a good person. And that's why the last line is, I'll always love you, Rem, but I'm going to look to my own words for advice now. And it's... I, uh, I love Vash. He's such a good boy. So. Did you have any other questions or it hasn't been 40 minutes, so I can talk for another 20 minutes about. No, no, no. I am. I am. I, I think we're totally good to start building a character. I'm just trying to synthesize what I know about the members of the gang so far so that we can synthesize what kind of a character might be appropriate to have in the rest of the gang. Oh, there's. um. Levito, the puppet master. Nine, the undying, who's a big android. I'm looking up images of all of these because I suspect that looking up images is gonna is gonna be a part of this. While you're looking things up, I'm just gonna vamp for a second. So one thing I wanted to bring up is when people look at Vash as such a likable and interesting character, there's a part that's kind of simple and more than just like Vash has a sad backstory, and because of that, he puts on this this goofy persona even though he is still more of a chipper person but like you wonder how much of it's an act and that seems like kind of a simple character right the comedy behind the mask or what have you but it's when you compare him to other characters in anime sasuke and vash the stampede more or less have the same backstory my evil brother killed everyone i loved but it's in the handling of it there's a reason why everyone called sasuke a bitch that's not those aren't the words we used we, <laughs> I was there. I remember what we used. I'm not going to repeat them because you know, shit's different now. I'm a better person. But Sasuke is defined by his past. This sad thing happened to him, and that is the singular focus that drives every decision he makes about, I'm going to kill my brother and be angsty, and Yuri Lowenthal is being the most Yuri Lowenthal he's ever Yuri lowenthal whereas Vash is defined by how he chose to react to his past. He experienced this great loss and sadness, and he's going to try to be happy and move forward from it. And that's just the thing I wanted to bring up real quick before the podcast was over. Having now looked up images and brief biographies of all of the gung-ho guns. Yeah, we really are just like making a James Bond villain here, but anime, right? There's like Yeah, you're making a, a James Bond flash rogue. There's so little tying these characters together to one another, which is, like, kind of fun and cute. The, like, thing that's actually just tying them together is that they are, like, people who are built to cause pain, right? To, like, do torment. And they all have, like, slightly different ways of doing that. Yes. They're guns. They're guns. That's so open. There's so many options there for us. It's like, you know, sometimes you you pick a gimmick and then you kind of run with it, you know? Okay, well, shit, in the wild, wild world of, like, space western anime fantasy shit, 
what's exciting to me? What do I what do I want to see? I always snakes. Can we do someone like rattlesnake themed? Can we do, do a snake lady? I know we've done a snake lady before, but it's been a couple of months since our last snake lady. We have, and uh, that feels a little bit like Dominic the Devil Eye and Zazie the Beast, because like Zazie has the controlling animals okay. thing, and they're like these big space worms, and okay. Dominic has like the piercing eye. So, you know, I. I think. Okay, let's walk back from that. That's fine. away from our tropes for this it's one. It's so broad as to be a little bit scary. Yeah, it is like anything, you know? When a thing about anime is like your Naruto has to be kind of boring, not necessarily in personality. Hey, hi, Deku, you're great. I love you. But kind of in power set, Jotaro punches. But all of the villains can have these weird gimmicks of like, a bug man or a man who controls puppets or a motherfucking baby whose powers can only activate in your dreams but once you wake up from your dreams you don't remember you were there i love jojo's bizarre adventure what the so fuck? Much. yeah death 13 it's a baby there's a stand user who's a baby and they have to fight i also know that death 13 is a tarot thing because of arkham horror the card game yes because hiroiki araki didn't think through how long stands would be around so the original stands were all based on the tarot deck and then he ran out and he's like egyptian gods and then he ran out and he was like fucking american pop music fucking <laughs> stupid what if there was a villain called acdc and he he shot veins out of his own body and his veins were filled with boiling hot blood that's awesome shit that's so cool fuck what if there was a motherfucker called bohemian rap city and he brought to life all of the fictional characters in the surrounding area so fucking spider-man's in a panel of jojo i can't wait for that to get That's animated stupid i hate that fucking carrying around a bunch of funko pops as your power set no it's because bohemian rhapsody is like a passive stand like he doesn't have control over it it just kind of goes motherfucking weather report oh weather report's so cash i this has become a jojo episode hi everyone we're doing it i'm just talking about jojos for a little bit okiasu in the hand the hand moves his hand and the space between ceases to exist. So, like, if you and I were three feet apart, Okiasu could move the hand and the space between us would disappear and it would look like I would teleport it. And I'd be right up in your face. Motherfucking Killer Queen, where anything it touches turns into a bomb. And then Killer Queen gets an upgrade that's called Sheer Heart Attack and another one bites the dust. Yeah! Oh, fuck! Jojo is so sick. Anyway, Trigun, right? Yeah. Tri guns? Guns and cool ways to yeah. implement guns. I, let me just, let me just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like say like a dozen things out loud and just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see which ones get you excited or sound good to you. Yeah, go for it. Nanotechnology one. One who is doing a fucking spooky vampire thing. One who does portals. One who is a bloodbender. Ravenously eats everything one who is horny one who it always comes back to being horny <laughs> it doesn't have to you i'm letting you pick what we're taking here i think horny would be a bad choice yeah horny would be a bad choice. 
I could keep going. I think vampire would be fun because Vash gets scared of a vampire is very on brand. It's the thing I didn't bring up with Vash. Vash will try to be the cool guy. Legato's like, I'm hunting you, Vash. And then he leaves. And then the episode ends and Vash the Stampede's like, now it's my turn to hunt you, Legato. And then episode two starts and Vash says it again. He's like, that sounded really cool in my head. But when I say it out loud, it's kind of lame. I'm just, I'm a little scared. <laughs> Like, so, so Vash sees a vampire and Millie's like, all right, Vash, we're going to take him out. And then you look over and Vash isn't there. And he's like, I'm not fighting a vampire. They're real. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. Vampire into that. It's a space Western. Can they be a gunslinger vampire? Yes, of of Of, course. Like, okay, here's immediate mind's eye. Like he throws the gun, right? And then his hand like the arm turns into bats and the bats carry the gun. So they fire it at certain <laughs> points. So like the gun is going around like 360 being fired by the bats. Oh my Lord. And he's got the biggest, like the biggest hat because it's like, how are you walking around in broad daylight? Ah, the hat blocks out the sun. He's like, that seems stupid. Shut up, Vash. They've got like, they've got to have like their, their hair in a big braid, right? Because of what you do when you're a, when you're a gunslinger and then the braid is like holding another gun and it sometimes also turns into bats that go to shoot the gun. I don't, I don't know how I feel about, I think, I think this is my turn to be like, I think that's dumb. Do it. (laughs) Tell me that's dumb. I don't know. braid. I'm going out of my way to make it dumb. I kind of just like, it seems like the tone to me. It's ridiculous but not stupid you know what i mean okay like guns look kind of badass but what if they were really badass and a little ridiculous not actively stupid okay 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 so no third gun then just the just the bats carrying the one gun or possibly a second gun oh you can give them some other guns i mean like i think where to go would then be what's a vampire thing you could then transmutate through the lens of a gun you know what i'm saying is there something you can do about blood and bullets like the bullets steal your blood or the bullets inject you with vampire blood or something like that okay what if he's got normal bullets they fire and then like you bleed right and then yeah because you've been shot yeah that blood can then turn into bullets for the other gun like blood bullets that's kind of cool how do they like instantly or like my thought was like you kind of blood bend it and so like once the blood leaks out you can just like snap and then it ricochets and it's a bullet but the thing about well-written fight scenes is you introduce a character with a fucking broken power set and how does your character win right that's a clever fight in an anime so we can just make a busted ass power and then be like the writers will figure (laughs) out how vash gets out of it we're not writers it's not our job our job is just to figure out the shit to make vash's job life miserable and then it's other people's job after that yeah motherfucking alucard the blood sport you know the bloodshot so it's like blood bending, but it's very imprecise and it only works on blood that's like already out of the bat already out of the body but it is like very intense and powerful so hence turning like blood splatters into bullets because you can just like direct them in a direction at the speed of a speeding bullet this fight is very it's a one shot it's over type deal and vash knows that but also most villains will do the thing where it's like i'm gonna kill this civilian but now it becomes like if i shoot the civilian 
that's potential ammo for yeah. me, Vash. So Vash is saving himself. And oh, that's good. So yeah, so I I thought that my immediate thought was like, okay, well, if that's the case, wouldn't this vampire simply like like prick their finger and get a little bit of their own blood? But they're a vampire, so they don't bleed. So then, does the vampire have like a minion that they carry around with them to use as like like a uh, siphon yeah, for got... blood? Oh oh, we do the thing. We do the Wolfwood thing where like Wolfwood carries the cross, but our vampire carries a coffin, and the coffin has their Igor in it. Absolutely, and their Igor like exists just to siphon them blood. And so then, what the story is is you have the confrontation, and the villain wins easily because they have an Igor there. And then later, you have to convince the Igor character to abandon the vampire character. And then you get the cool, fun fight scene where the vampire is like, okay, well, I just need to shoot anyone else. We've successfully made a member of the Gunho Guns and a one-off character that Vash can teach a life lesson. Incredible. Look at us. Look at us go. We fucking did it. We're geniuses. This vampire, is it a lady gunslinger? Is it a dude gunslinger? How about Igor? What's Igor like? What clothes are they all wearing? What's going on with all of that? When I picture the vampire, I am picturing like more gray skin, long hair, pointy ears, like big black cloak, big hat. Do you have Absolutely. any? Yeah. Just the whitest brim hat. Yes. Gotta be. Probably dressed very goth. Yeah. Big goth vampire. Because they gotta be dressed very goth. The gunho guns are very sausage heavy, and they also do meet the the very few anime villains of having a kid. Zazie the Beast is a kid in the anime, so like we're allowed to put whoever we want. I always want the scary vampire gunslinger to be a woman. I always want that for me, for sexual because reasons. Because I want to be shot by a vampire. I want to be shot by a hot vampire lady, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then we can give her a great big anime titties as well, because it's anime, and you're supposed to do that, I guess. There's not a lot of big fat an- there's not a lot of fan service in big fat anime titties in Trigun, so we don't have to do that. Oh, cool. We can do it for us because we both like big titties, but like, I'm not saying we have to is the point. <laughs> I don't think her outfit would show them off very much either. I think it's probably largely hidden she by the big black She has big cloak. fat anime titties and fan art. Send us your fan art. That's right. That's right. When you draw fan art of her, you should big, give big, her dumb titties. Fat knockers. And then Igor. Who's Igor? What's going on with them? I imagine a very, like, Thrones from Mad Max Fury Road, right? That's the first place my mind goes, where it's just, like, dressed in rags, really. Like, when you say Igor, it is hard to picture anything other than, like, hunchback in a patchwork outfit. So then it becomes, how much do we want to just do the Igor thing, and how much do we want to kind of play around with it? No, I want to figure out who it is. I don't want it to just be, like, strict Igor. I want to, like, have a sense of, like... This is a person who we have to have an arc with. They are getting blood siphoned out of them from somewhere, probably their arms, since that's usually where they do it. So probably they have like a big scar on their arm. Maybe they have like an outfit which like really emphasizes the arm. Maybe they have like one arm that's more withered out than the other arm. Our Igor can kind of look like Aerie from the Shikai arc of My Hero. You understand that, right, Amber? Sure. She's like dressed mostly in bandages because Overhaul's quirk is he can touch something and obliterate it and then reconstruct it so he keeps 
doing that to Aerie to get her blood to turn it into bullets that erase quirks. So my question would be, is our Igor following our vampire out of fear or out of devotion? I think devotion is probably more interesting, right? Yeah, so we it's a it's a metaphor about unhealthy relationships. Sort of inevitably it does feel that way, doesn't it? So maybe we fuck not to go too deep into it, but we like have some sequences of them having some very positive interactions in the moments when she isn't using their blood for bullets for her cool vampire gun thing. You do the final bit of Rick Remender's run on Venom, where Flash Thompson says the moments that made it worse were when everything seemed normal and fine. Yeah, exactly. And we then like understand why Igor chooses to stay with her and also how the process of working that out could go. Yeah, Vash and Marilyn Millie can teach Igor that pe- people should always treat you nice. It shouldn't be conditional on your behavior and, well, to some extent, what, whatever. You, you get it. I'm not a therapist. Can we find pronouns for Igor? I think this is a fun place to have a they-them. It never really gets brought up specifically, and then the fans can kind of be like, ooh, yeah, I'm into that. That feels... Much like Corona from Soul Eater. Sure. God, that's this whole episode. That's this whole episode, isn't it? Me being like, this anime, and you going, yep. I'm the fucking trans woman here. I'm supposed to have seen all the anime. I haven't seen shit. Can you real quick list the anime you have seen? I mean, in terms of series? God, I mean, I watched some Pokemon as a kid, and a little bit of Digimon as a kid, and like one season a piece of like One Piece and Inuyasha, a third of Cowboy Bebop for kind of running out of steam on it a couple of times. I watched the first third of like Fooly Cooly before running out of steam on it a couple of times, which is impressive, because Fooly Cooly is like six episodes long, so... Running out of steam a third of the way through is not necessarily a a great sign of my wherewithal there. Oh, there's Death Note, but I don't actually watch Death Note. I just have read it all a couple of times. And then other than that, I think it's just movies. Like, I've seen a fair number of anime movies. I don't know why, what that distinction comes from for me, but, like, I'll I'll watch an anime movie pretty easily. Interesting. So, is that... Is that are we at the point where we do the do the one thing a piece? I think we should come up with names. Oh yeah, we have to come up with name and then the something. Yeah. I think the bloodthirsty or the first blood. I like the bloodthirsty. Oh, what the fuck's a lady vampire name that isn't Demetrescu, who you don't want to have sex with because you're a coward. That's like the main thing people are gonna know me for after this podcast is not wanting to have sex with her. I mean Let's just bring in all the running gags. Yeah, that and like we want to, you want to fuck Abby Shapiro and I want to suck her toes. That's right. (laughs) Which I think that one's more embarrassing for you probably. Yeah, it's not good. I want to give her a V name. Does that make sense? I just, I'm feeling a V name from her. Vanessa. Vanessa, Veronica, Valerie, Vivian. Violet. That's a good one. Violet the Bloodthirsty. Violet the Bloodthirsty. That's good. And what about Igor, whose name is definitely not going to be Igor? Oh fuck! I thought it was just gonna be Igor. No, uh, let's give them a better. Let's give them a better name than that. Igor. Boo! Fuck you! Boo! Go home. Oh five. Boo me! Boo me all you boo. wish! Boo! Well, they're essentially a walking bullet. So something that sounds like bullet as a just like a little reference to that idea. Oh, I wish I was more of a gun weirdo. I wish I was more of a gun lefty than I actually am. Then I'd have 
fun facts about bullets. I don't wish that about you. I think it would be scary, and I would be scared about you in that situation. Because I think the gun people are scary to me. Colt. Oh, Dragoon? Oh. Because then, like, Colt 40 Dragoons? Oh, Colt. Colt's a good one, yeah. Violet and Colt. All right. We gotta remember the Gunho Gangs. One thing apiece. Gunho uh, Gangs. Yeah, one thing apiece. Oh, I think it would be funny if, because Vash is into the ladies, but he's not at all a ladies man, and most of them think he's a goof. I think it would be funny if she thinks he's hot, but Vash is very scared because she's a vampire <laughs> lady. Yeah, that's a pretty funny bit. And also, this is just flavor text, but in the anime, it's just like she shows up and she's a vampire and we don't talk about it very much. But then people are like, well, in the manga, there's an explanation that she's not really a vampire. She just has this specific disease and like these strange alien microbes in her body that blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. I want her to ride around on a motorcycle that sort of shapes like to resemble a horse. Oh, that's dope. Do we want to do we want to give something to Colt? They're in a coffin, right? So it's like a coffin that's probably hitched to the back of the motorcycle. We could do a sidecar. It's, it's my roommate has just pitched me that idea, a coffin-shaped sidecar to the motorcycle. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. That feels like our characters for the evening. We did it. That felt pretty good. I'm actually really happy with these two. Yeah, they came out nice. I'm a little self-conscious about the opening but we pulled it through that's okay the important thing is that we know that we came up with good characters because no one is listening to this anyway that's true man amber we went through that whole last episode and i never said Camenia del farte and that's why we don't have a patreon (laughs) thank you for joining us this has been original podcast do not steal my name has been amber autumn she her and it also continues to be that as well and i'm prince devon catchphrase Join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about Jack and Daxter with special guest star, our friend Bob, and that'll probably be... Critical! Holy yeah, shit, getting, we got critical, critical on the podcast! On, we're getting critical on the podcast. Famous Twitch streamer critical. Let's go, baby! We're getting, our, we're getting famous Twitch streamer critical and definitely not our friend Robert. Please ignore whatever I said earlier. Okay, give me your... Talk about nipples. Give me your give me your catchphrase so that I can sign off. A friggity fraggin', I will do everything within my power to monetize our friendship. Bye! Bye! Bye.